I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Business Boost podcast. Are you someone that if I said to you, you need to promote yourself more, you need to get more comfortable putting yourself out there, are you one of those people that runs for the hills at the mere mention of the word or are you someone who feels very confident about stepping up and sharing your incredible gifts with the world. If you are like 99.9% of the women in my world and the world of my guest today, you would be sitting firmly in that running for the hills camp. Putting yourself out there is one of those necessary activities in our businesses. I'm not going to call it a necessary evil because it's actually not evil. When done well, it can create incredible results in your business, but it is one of those things that is often met with so much resistance. My guest today is Erin Huckle, and she is the founder of Chuckle Communications, and she is in the business of profile building. She works with clients, many of them small businesses, and it is her superpower to make them more visible. She turns the world's biggest secrets into confident communicators. And I know a lot of the world's best kept secrets. She is one of these magical, calm women who can take the ick out of putting yourself out there. She has all of these secret tools in her toolbox, many of which she is actually sharing with us today in this chat, that helps remove the ick factor and make it makes that putting yourself out there activity just a natural part of being in business. It's just one of those things, just the same as sending emails, delivering client work, doing your finances. This is the kind of activity that is super duper important and transformational when done correctly. In our chat today, Erin is going to demystify and shift our mindset when it comes to putting yourself out there. She's going to share a couple of things that we can do right now that is going to make this process easier and painless for us. She also has a really amazing life boost for us uh, at the end of the episode. So make sure you stick around for that. Erin is one of the wisest women in my world. She has got years and years and years of experience in this space. And I know that you are going to get so much out of our chat today. So please sit back and listen to my interview with the wonderful Erin Huckle. 
Erin. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's wonderful to have you here. Thanks so much, Michelle. I'm really excited. That's great. Now, listen, I work with many of the world's best kept secrets, women doing incredible things, um, but a lot of them have this issue where no one outside of their inner circle knows that they exist. How do you take someone from being invisible to a confident communicator? Oh, yeah. Nothing makes me sadder than these women who are hiding themselves away. I've come across plenty of those over the last couple of years as well. And um, I think, you know, anyone can go from being a complete unknown to having some kind of a profile. The things that I tend to help people with are working out who they want to connect with and where those people hang out so that whatever we're doing together can be quite targeted. Um, but also helping them work out, you know, what do they want to be known for? Um, So what are those messages that they really want to get out there? And why would people want to hear from them? You know, I think one of the first things that I tend to do with someone when I'm working with them is we have a bit of a brainstorming session and we sort of pull out the stories that might actually have some legs in the media or to pitch them for things like podcasts. You know, there are, I truly believe that everyone has a story to share. It's just that we don't always realise our story is, you know, worthy of sharing. So it's really having that conversation. You know, it's not necessarily always around them as a business person or a business success. It might be that they run a business, but they also have a really quirky hobby in, you know, their spare time. Or maybe they had a really interesting journey to get there, or maybe they... Um, you know, started off as a refugee and now they're doing this amazing thing. You know, I think everyone has a story to share and um, working with me is all about working out what those stories are, those messages, and then helping them connect with the audiences they want to speak to by turning up where they hang out. That's so cool. So that's your superpower, unlocking like someone's story, like you have those powers to dig in and 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 extract it because, I, I, you know, it's so spot on what you've said. A lot of people don't realise the value of their their stories, their experiences, like people connect to the story. I mean, we were talking off, you know, before we hit record and, you know, we were sharing stories and you're like, oh, you know, going back and I'm like, no, it's not too much information. I love a backstory. Yeah. I love the story. It's so good. I think as humans, we're all storytellers and we all love a good story. So it's really just helping people find those stories. And I often say to people, it doesn't even have to be with me. You know, I think anyone who might like to attempt some profile raising around themselves and their business, have a brainstorm with your partner, with your best friend, with another business owner, you know, bounce ideas. And you might be surprised at you know, something that you feel like is quite ho-hum or really obvious, it might be completely mind-blowing to someone else. So we're all so close to ourselves and our stories that it can be hard to see them and and extrapolate what they are. Yeah, that's great. That's a good tip. Just, yeah, just talking with anyone. It doesn't have to be a you. So, you know, we've got these business owners who are just really, really uncomfortable putting themselves out there. It's this thing that gets bandied around just you've got to put yourself out there and we do as as business owners like, like the world needs to know what we've, we've got to offer so have you got maybe a couple of tips that you could give us 
if we're just not comfortable putting ourselves out there yeah, it can feel it can feel scary I totally get that it can feel scary it can feel cringy and a lot of the people I work with and especially women are quite hesitant to put their some themselves out there and to share their stories so it's for me the the trick is to flip it so that instead of feeling like oh this is really ego driven this is a real vanity thing that I'm talking about myself and how wonderful I am and my knowledge Instead, think about how what you know could help someone else and how getting your message out could actually help other people. So it's not about you and feeling like you're blowing your own trumpet, which I know we all kind of feel a bit you know, funny about. It's more about actually this knowledge I have could help someone else or could help them get a new perspective on a topic um, or could open up, you know, just conversation around something that's not being discussed. So it's really reframing it so that you're looking at, well, how can what I know help others rather than, oh gosh, I've got to put myself out there and everyone's going to be looking at me and judging me, you know, and it's a big part of it is also the dreaded imposter syndrome. You know, I think whatever industry you're in, whatever kind of business you have, there are always going to be people out there and you look at them and think, oh gosh, I can't position myself as an expert in this. They've been doing it much longer. They've got a much bigger profile than me. Um, But there is room for everyone, you know, and everyone has a different audience, you know. Like I felt like that a little bit when I first started putting myself out there as a PR consultant because there are people who've been, even though I've been in PR for 20 years, um, as as a solo consultant, it's still fairly fresh for me. And I would look at other people who've built agencies and have done really successful things. But then I realized not everyone wants to work with a big agency and some people want to connect with someone like me that can just be a, you know, they can be a big fish in my small pond. So, yeah, I think that's true for many businesses. Um, Another piece of advice I would love to share is to not assume that people know what your areas of expertise are. That's very good advice. Yes. Because I think often we, again, we are so close to our knowledge and to our stories that we forget to tell people the obvious. And, you know, I see it all the time on platforms like LinkedIn where people are sharing quite abstract things, but I look at them and think, I can't actually remember what you do or who you do it for or why I might like to work with you. So it's really kind of spelling out the obvious whenever you can and just remembering that, just because it's obvious to you doesn't mean it's obvious to, to the people who are, are following you. You know, you don't have to start out by working with a PR consultant or trying to get yourself on the front page of the newspaper. Start small, you know, practice on your own social channels, practice, um, you know, creating videos. It's all, everyone's a bit scared of video, but, you know, the more you do it, like with anything, the easier it gets. Just like you with your podcast, I'm sure the first few episodes were a little bit scary. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and, and I just think of how how I laboured over even just getting started, you know, it's that, and, and even when I, and I mean, I talk about this, I, when I launched the podcast, I deliberately did it at Easter time last year because I thought, oh, no one will be, no one will be listening. You know, no one will notice that I've, that I've put this podcast out. So it is, it's hard, I think, just to, to constantly show up, show up, show up, show up um, and put ourselves out there, especially at the moment. I'm having a lot of conversations with people right now as we record this. It's um, it's the beginning of March 2022 and there is a lot going on here in Australia and also 
in the world and um and I think people really uh struggle they go well, well you know no one wants to hear from me at the moment because you know there's so much else going on mm-hmm. um and and I love what you said about reframing it flipping it and going okay but what what can I, you know, how can I serve? How can I help? What am I doing for other people? Yeah, yeah exactly. And, yeah, I completely understand it. It's, it does feel like a tricky time to do mm. any kind of marketing right now, but it's been tricky pretty much for the last two and a half years. Agreed. I started yeah. my business just um, around the time or just before the, the bushfires hit and mm. then it was COVID and then it was, you know, lockdowns and it's just there's been one thing after another, but... I think the important thing is to, you know, you can acknowledge the struggles that we're having and but you can still serve people. Like you say, you can still use your knowledge to serve people and perhaps you've even got ways of serving people that can help in these situations. So, you know, be creative around that. Um, Try not to be too tone deaf. Pick your moments as well. Don't be completely tone deaf, but don't feel like you have to be paralysed and sit and wait for us to get back to normal because who knows when that will be. Yeah, and what is normal? Like what really, normal? what is normal? So Erin, um, are, are there some tools, like coming back to those, the sort of, I guess, um, that getting comfortable to put ourselves out there, uh, are there any tools that we can like put in our toolkit that are going to help make this just that little bit easier? Yes, definitely. I always recommend to people you know, if nothing else, they have a hundred word bio uh-huh. ready to go at the drop of a hat. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, a really long media document. It can just be a, a bio that you have ready because sometimes opportunities will come up and having that to hand, you know, it saves you time. It streamlines that process. I know you're a big fan of processes. Yes, I am. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, even for things like, you know, doing this podcast, you've asked me to send over my bio. And I'm like, well, that is so easy for me to do. I know where it lives. I just send that off. Yep. It's not me sitting and thinking, oh, what do I write about myself? Yeah. You know, it's, you know, removing that barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to take it a bit further, the bio um, is essential. But beyond that, you can create documents. I mean, when I start to work with a client, I generally work with them on a media document, like a media kit, uh, which is basically an extension of your bio. So it will have your bio. It might have things like awards and recognition if you've got anything that's relevant that you want to include. We could also put in things like five or six key topics that you're available to speak on um, if you've got different areas of expertise or different, you know, variations on a theme around your areas of expertise, including those links to your, you know, headshots and logos, just creating something that makes it really easy so that if you do connect with a journalist and they say, can you send me a bit more information about you and what you do? You've got that there. And it doesn't have to be a really pretty, beautifully designed PDF. Um, it can be something you knock together in Canva. It can just be a Word document. You know, it's it's just having the essentials there so that you're making your job easier and their job easier. As yeah, well. it, it's about having the information to hand, isn't it? Because then you're not over um, overthinking it and overcomplicating it. And um, yeah, I find anything like you know canned canned emails and and those sorts of documents really really help because you can just 
push it, push that information out. So you touched on on connecting with with journalists there. So I'd love to hear from your point of view, what makes a good pitch? Like, you know, if we are going, okay, yep, I'm doing this, I'm making this a priority, I'm going to, you know, start trying to get um, in front of, you know, some journos um, or, you know, even things like, you know, podcast reach outs and, and that sort of thing. Uh, what are some of the things that we need to know uh, to give us a better chance of success? So the first thing and the most important thing, and I'm sorry if this sounds really obvious to some people, but is it is to read or watch or listen to the outlet that you want to pitch to. So I'm sure you've been in a situation where you've had people approach you about coming on the podcast and it becomes clear as day within a few sentences, they've never listened to this podcast. Maybe there's some, you know, Fortune 500 man coming at you from the States saying, I can tell your listeners everything they need to know to make billions of dollars. Well, actually, that's not relevant. I so- cannot tell you how many of those I get. It's, it, it's yeah, and, you know, it's usually the guys. It's like, this isn't even for men. <laughs> I know. So it's, you know, make, making the time. And when I say, you know, listen or read, listen to or read the outlet or publication or podcast I don't mean just one episode either like if you if you really do want to target people it Mm. makes sense to read a few articles or if it's a bigger publication you know work out which of the journalists writing about the um, industries or you know topics that you might be able to comment on so that when you do send that pitch email you've at least got the confidence that you're not completely wasting their time um you know, at the end of the day, journalists receive hundreds, if not thousands of pitches every day, which I don't want that information to make you feel like, well, there's no point trying because they are always looking for a good story. And I was lucky enough to be at a, a media insider summit that was hosted on Friday by Adette from Adette & Co, who yes. runs some yep. great um, courses to yep. do their own PR. Yep. And um, at that, you know, the journalists were saying that they actually love hearing from business owners directly as well, if they have a good story to share or an interesting take on things and, and not to feel that you have to go through a PR cons- consultant or agency if, if you want to approach them and say, look, I've noticed you've been writing about whatever topic it might be. Um, I nearly said the great resignation, but that's been done to death. But, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's about reading the publication or listening to the podcast so that you can approach them with confidence and know that you're not wasting their time. Yeah. Um, also, it doesn't have to be the pitch. I mean, it's about pitching a story rather than a topic as well so that you're not just saying, hi, I'm Michelle. I can talk about um, processes and systems for business. Yeah. Yeah, it's you saying, I want to talk about how systems for business can help women working from home in 2022 or whatever it might be. You know, you kind of come into them with a story angle. Yeah. Even better if you've even drafted a suggested headline. It just shows them that you've got an an idea and an ear for the kind of stories that their readers might like. And again, it's positioning it so that it is helpful for their audience. So it's not just, I'm here, give me a platform for my message. It's I'm here, I have this knowledge and I really think it can help your audience do X, Y and Z or understand how to do this or, you know, achieve that. So it's about, you know, showing the the value that you can add to their listeners or to their audience, Um, especially for podcasts like yours where, you know, you've got a lot of trust with your audience and you want to make sure that they're getting value from the things that you do. Yeah. Um, So they would be, yeah, 
some of the top tips. Right. Um, you know, you can, like I say, it can, I think we can get our own, in our own way. It's with any kind of pitching or it, sometimes you almost feel like a salesperson and that you're plugging this thing and you're waiting for someone to say yes. But a bit like sales, follow-up is really important as well. So, so send the email, whether it's a pitch of a story or even if it's just an introductory email. Like maybe they are someone you've seen who writes around women in tech all the time and you're a woman in tech and you think, I'm just going to let them know I'm here and this is the kind of thing I can speak about if they ever need me. Um, that's quite a useful thing to send, you know, yeah. and then down the track they might think, oh, that was that person and I do need someone now. Um, but don't be afraid to follow up and, and you know, not in a constantly calling them to make yes. sure the email, mm-hmm. but just a gentle kind of just want to make sure you got the email Um you know, I think often that's when I will get a hit from a journalist because they'll say, yes, I did see that. Sorry, I was so flat out last week. I'm really yeah. interested in speaking with your client. Are they available? So yeah. it is worth doing a little bit of gentle follow-up, not a hard sell pitch. <laughs> yeah. I agree. And, and you know, I have worked in media and I know how it works and it is very much top of mind, staying top of mind, staying relevant, because there is room for everyone, even though there are, you know, like you said, thousands of pictures going out each day, but uh, it's just being in the right, like a lot of it is right place, right time. So don't just, yeah, send it out once and then, you know, leave it to hope because uh, that's that's not that's not a strategy. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. I think we're, we've sometimes all been guilty of sending off the email and then ticking that off our to-do yep. and that's done and move on to the next thing. And, you know, it's about building relationships as well. Yeah. Um, you know, once you have worked with a journalist and they know that you are someone who's reliable and you've delivered what you said you would deliver, they are more likely to open your email again in future and think, oh, yeah, I remember Michelle, remember Erin, that's right, we did that story together, what she got to say now. So yeah. it's it's about relationship building, yeah. like anything in business. But. Exactly. You're making it easy for them to do their job. And, exactly. You know, yeah. So something else that you make easy for people, that which is a pain point for a lot of people, is award writing. So, again, it's one of those things that gets thrown around. You must enter awards. Build, raise your profile while entering awards. Um, and I know that it is one of those tasks that, gets put in the too hard basket, A, because usually there is a process to to entering awards. And secondly, people feel that they are not worthy enough to enter that award. Why would I even be considered for that award? So how do you, like, how do you wave your magic wand and support your clients through this? And and I guess, yeah, I guess we're looking for for tips for people who are listening who who keep putting it in the too hard basket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's such a common experience that people don't enter because they feel they're not worthy or they just feel really, again, kind of cringy about talking about how awesome they are. You know, I think we can all get a bit stuck on that sometimes. I've got some quite high-profile clients who outsource award writing to me because it just feels a bit ick for them to sit down and write write about how wonderful they are, whereas I find it really easy to write that about other people. Um, But, you know, like the old saying goes, you've got to be in it to win it. Um, And... I'd like to, again, reframe it so that if you spot an awards program and you think, oh, that that could potentially be good for my business, 
or you see one of your competitors talking about their winning at awards and you bookmark it. Okay, next year I need to maybe enter those because if they could win, maybe I, I might stand a chance. It's again reframing it so that you're not entering the award with the goal of winning, even though winning is nice and recognition is nice, being a finalist is nice, you know, having that that you know credential to share is is a lovely thing to have but i like to say entering an award isn't just about winning the value is in creating the award entry itself as well so the first one is is going to be the hardest work because you've never done one before and there's a lot of evidence gathering but it can be such a great opportunity to contact customers and clients and ask them for testimonials for example and those are testimonials you can use in your award entry but also on your socials on your website you know those are valuable things to have at any point in the year they are also a great chance for you to sit down and really reflect on what you've achieved over the last year and I know that you would probably agree that we probably you don't do that enough, you know, as Absolutely. owners, we're so caught up on our little treadmill, our little hamster wheel running around, running away, doing the things. Um, so the award is a great chance to sit down and reflect, but it's also a great chance to create content that you can repurpose. So if you're going to invest some time and energy, either writing into either writing the entry yourself or paying someone else to do it for you, the content that's created, don't just then file that away in a folder never to be seen again. You know, that could be used for other award entries. It could be used, repurposed into a blog for your website. It could be used in your newsletter. It could be used on your socials. So it's not just about winning. And I think if you take that pressure off, it doesn't feel as scary. Yeah, that's a really great way of looking at it, isn't it? It's like, you know, it's just, I'm just doing this and (laughs) it's just becoming part of my content ecosystem. What about vice versa? I mean, could you go, okay, this actually doesn't need to be that hard because this information is probably scattered all through my business anyway. It's just Mm -hmm. a matter of that kind of information gathering. I think for me, I know I entered myself in an award for the first time last year and it was also a really great chance to do some year-on-year comparison with my financials and my figures and just get Mm -hmm. to know my numbers a bit better and I'm trying to be more savvy around that generally as a business owner, but it was a chance to sit down and think, oh, yeah, wow, I worked with this many clients and my income increased by this percent year-on-year and, you know, it's, the information is often there at your fingertips. Yeah. But again, I think people get daunted because they feel like award writing is some kind of dark art and that, you know, only certain people know how to do it. But it just comes down to providing really clear information and not being afraid of a bit of storytelling. Remembering that it's a real person reading your entry at the other end. You know, it's not just going to be processed by a computer and ticking yep. boxes. Yep. Um most award entries will ask you to write in your own words or you know, get someone to write for you answers to questions. And then someone will be reading that and, you know, working out if you should progress to the next level. So make it interesting, share stories, include feedback from people, share challenges and how you overcame them. You know, it doesn't have, you're not a robot. You're not a business robot that can just talk about X, Y, and Z and I made this much money and I should win. It's like, these things were challenging. And I've noticed over the last two years, most award programs now have a question about how did COVID impact your business? How did you respond? What did you do differently? How did you adapt? Because often they're looking for how do you cope when the going gets tough? 
Exactly. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say it's the fan, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can that. that's, yeah it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Think, yeah. It's that demonstration of resilience. Yeah. Cause I think it's always sad too, when you see people win awards and then they, they, they vanish off the face of the earth, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, because they didn't have that sustainability and, and all of that sort of thing. So um, interesting, very interesting. So Erin, if you could give us one next step, the thing that our listeners could do today or this week that will have an impact on their profile building, what would it be? Uh, I'm going to say something that I feel is really important. It's not very sexy, but please go away and make sure your LinkedIn profile is up to date. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I know that. I love it. It's not very sexy. It's not very it sexy. It does have a bad <laughs> rep, doesn't it? Like it's, yeah. it's just not sexy and pretty like Instagram. No, but it's, not, it's, but it's, it's really searchable. So if, if people are looking for your name, um, it's one of the first things that comes up usually the algorithm, you know, the search engines love LinkedIn. And again, it's a place for you to really make clear what your expertise is, who you help, you know, taking away that assumption that people know. Um, You know, I work with some um, quite high profile clients and one in particular I've just started working with and her about on her LinkedIn was literally just a list of her qualifications. And she's been a spokesperson for charities. She's been featured in the media. There was nothing mentioned on there. It was just a complete um, waste of prime real estate. So, so yeah, it's not very sexy, but I do think having an up-to-date LinkedIn profile is great because LinkedIn is also a really awesome place to connect with journalists and, um, and podcasts. Do they go trawling through there? Do they? Yeah. I think sometimes we are searching for people by topics. Mm -hmm. Other times just like, I know I follow lots of, you know, producers and um, editors and and journalists, and often they'll even put story call outs and say, I'm working on a piece about, um, you know, dad's taking parental leave this year and I'd love to hear from some real life examples you know if you can be in their network you'll see that that's an opportunity potentially if that's relevant to your business and it's also a chance for you to position yourself as an expert in front of them so oh that's right there's Michelle and she's talking about x y and z again and then when they have a story down the track it just makes again it's just removing friction and helping them like you say Helping you be at the top of the pile when they are looking for that expert to, to speak to, um, you know, and, and engage with their, their work as well, you know, like if they share a story and you find it interesting, tell them, you know, um, tag people in their stories that you think might like to see them because they want to expand their networks as well. You know, it's we're all there for the same reason. So I think LinkedIn can be a really pro- powerful profile raising tool. Yeah. Um, not the only one, obviously, but I think if that was one action to take from today, it would be that. And you can kind of coincide it with the 100 word bio because that could be your LinkedIn bio. The same. Yeah. Yep. That's really good advice. Simple and easy. And yeah, it's just, it, it, it could make a huge difference um, in terms of your visibility um, and profile building. So um, Erin, I ask each of our guests to share something that they've read, watched or listened to that it's going to give our listeners a business or a life boost. So what is your recommendation? 
so I thought long and hard about this. I'm going to recommend. <laughs> I love how much, like, how much thought people give to this. <laughs> like, well, last night I was watching this thing and da da da. I read a lot. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of things. But I'm going to recommend a YouTube channel, which is. Oh, okay. Bear with me. Um, but last year I completely. <laughs> completely changed my life um no I decided to commit to a daily yoga practice and I used the YouTube channel which is yoga with Adrienne um which many of your listeners are probably aware of I hadn't come across her until I undertook this challenge last year and now she is part of my day every day um my husband jokes that she's my best friend and she (laughs) she is a big presence in my life but it's helped my life and business to have that time every day that I carve out for myself. Um, it doesn't have to be an hour of yoga. I'm not saying I'm that kind of, you know, unicorn yogi that's committed. Yeah. You know, I've got three young kids and I'm pressed for time. But even if it's just a 10-minute yoga session, it just helps me so much with my mental well-being. And she's even got some great, um, on the YouTube channel, you can search by different types of yes. practices. And she has some great, like, for me, I'm a, an early bird, but about three o'clock in the afternoon, I hit a wall. I am in such a slump. And she's got some great little 10-minute things, like little practices to wake you up rather than, you know, reaching for the chocolate. Reaching for the chocolate bar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm just 10 minutes on the mat and it kind of reinvigorates you a bit and wakes up your brain again. So, yeah, it's been a real, um, it's brought a lot to my life over the last six months, I'd say. Yeah. I, wish I, I wish I knew you before. Adrian was in your life because you actually have a very similar energy to her. I'm familiar with her as well. You have a very similar energy to, and so I'm wondering if that was always there or if that has been like a result of, of having Adrian in your life every day. Um, it's, and that's a great recommendation. Thank you so much for that. It is, I can also attest to, um, and I'm not a yogi at all, but when, when I do it, when I feel that need, it's like, that's, that's my default channel that's where I go to so um so as well it's free so I know it's actually and I love her dog too I love um okay so how can everyone get more Erin in their lives do you want to share how we can connect with you well um LinkedIn obviously (laughs) I am Erin Huckle on LinkedIn yeah and I love to connect with people on there and I'm quite active on there I if you looked up my business is called Chuckle Communications I have a website I'm on, on Instagram I'm on Facebook I'm always open to people contacting me whether they just want a friendly chat or a quick you know ask advice about you know I think a lot of people as well just want a sort of sanity check whether or not PR is the right um, thing for them to be considering at the stage of business they're in And, and it isn't always you know I'm not here saying yes you should be hiring me every time you know sometimes it might just be something that you need to consider down the track or maybe get some other ducks in a row first so um yeah I'm on all the main channels just look me up and you'll find me and you'll even find an article I wrote recently about my new yoga obsession so that's right (laughs) oh Erin thank you so much you have been absolutely brilliant you've shared so much gold actionable tips for people to start feeling more comfortable putting themselves out there so I really appreciate your time thank you You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for sharing some of your day with me today. I hope it's given you a little boost. 
To continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode, visit michellebroadbent.com.au. And if you want to give me a boost, you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. Speak soon. Speak soon.